Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Thank you for joining us today. This is Gretchen Smith with Spiritual Life Management, and today I have a wonderful guest for us to listen in on, which is my guest, Susan Proper. She is a beautiful soul and inspiring woman. She also is a yoga teacher, holistic life coach, and a fellow podcaster. Susan hosts an insightful podcast called the Women Inspired to Wellness Podcast. I really urge you to check it out. It's amazing. Welcome, Susan, and thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. Very sweet of you. (laughs) Absolutely. So fitting for you. I'd love for you to just take a moment and share a little backstory with the listeners on how you came to work in the holistic wellness field. Sure. Well, I am a, I'm a corporate dropout. I, I basically got burned out and banged up in the corporate world where I spent many years, you know, having a business degree and thought that was the path for me. And, and that's sort of the path that my parents uh, sent me on, even though when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an artist. With their guidance and with the guidance of uh, everybody leading me at that time, I went into business. And even though I had great jobs and a successful career, it was really not the place that I felt comfortable. I did well, but it wasn't truly me and my personality. And I had a lot of self-doubt throughout my entire career, a lot of uh, fear and anxieties, although most people would have never known that because I performed well. But there came a point in time where, like I said, I was burned out and I was banged up. And I just decided after speaking with my husband over several years, actually, it was time to leave. And, and I did, and I left under good circumstances. And it was, it was one of those bittersweet kind of uh, situations where I left a lot of friends and a lot of uh, beautiful um, relationships, but it was time. And when I did leave, we also left, <laughs> we left our, the place that we were living and had been living for 10 years and moved to a new state. So not only did I leave my job, but I left my home and moved to a new place. And those were two major transitions for me. And when I finally settled into my new home and sat down and you know, got all my boxes unpacked and realized, okay, this is it. This is where I am right now. And I, I live here. I don't have a job. I don't really have a a plan. I started to spiral into a uh, downward depression. I eventually did become clinically depressed. And it took, it took a while for me to realize that. Mm -hmm. But when I did, I I did seek help. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, so you know, I highly recommend anybody who is feeling issues with their own mental health if you if you need help, seek help. Right. And that's exactly what I did. I sought help. But along the way, even before I knew that I was depressed, I had walked into a yoga studio. Now, yoga was something I was always interested in. 
but never had time for when I was working full time in corporate. And I thought, well, I'm going to try this. And, you know, a lot of people, when they first think that they're going to try yoga, they go into a yoga studio because they want to uh, become more flexible or they want to, you know, look like one of these people on Instagram where they can get (laughs) into all these dramatic poses or something, right? right? (laughs) Yeah. Or they just, they just want to feel that stretch. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that, you know, I necessarily wanted all of that, but I did want to exercise. Yeah, I did want to exercise. And what happened to me when I went into the yoga studio was um, I just fell in love with the way yoga made my body, mind, and soul feel. Not right. just not just my body, but my body, mind, and soul. So it was a totally different thing than what I was expecting. And that's sort of the beginning of the change of my life. That's how it all started for me. You know, from there, I I just was, I got hooked. I got hooked on yoga. It was crazy. Right. I, um, I started going to yoga class like four or five times a week. And I tried all these different classes and I met all these different teachers and I, you know, everybody kind of knew me as like, oh, you're the new girl, you're the new girl. And I just, I was so in love with everything about yoga, you know, but I wasn't one of these like crazy, and I don't mean to offend anybody here, but I wasn't one of these crazy uh, headstand power, sweaty you know, hot yoga people. I was more into the um, the shavasana and the meditative and the the oming kind of yoga people. Right. <laughs> and um, I just found uh, something inside myself that I didn't know was there before. You know, mm, and eventually, beautiful. I yeah, it really was beautiful. It was something that surprised me, totally surprised me. And eventually, I went and got my uh, yoga te- yoga teacher certification. And then I got so uh, certified in yoga nidra, which is something that you and I have talked about, which is a beautiful yes. thing. Uh, and right now I'm working on my uh, 300 hour certification in yin yoga. Those are my two loves, yin yoga and yoga nidra. So yeah, it, it changed my life. It changed my life. And, and I used yoga and uh, yoga nidra and meditation along with the therapy, you know, that I did seek out. Uh, to get out of depression and to change my life and to find my joy and my happiness. And yeah, it's been an amazing journey. I love that. I love your story. And we have so many similarities um, with me being in corporate America as well and, and holding a job that's not exactly your passion. And I think it's so important for people to really follow the passion that they have in them. And if yoga is your passion, then it's amazing that, you know, you took that leap of faith and here you are now as a holistic life coach. But I want to circle back just one moment. Since this is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, we're actually talking, I believe it's a Mental Health Awareness Day today as well. Oh my goodness. Okay. But you'd mentioned uh, the connection of yoga and the mind, body, and soul connection and how that really elevates you. Can you elaborate just a little bit more on what you see in people as they experience yoga? Sure. Well, like I said, when many people first start taking yoga, 
and and for some people, that's what yoga is. It is the stretching and it's the sweating and it's the exercise. And it stays that way for some people. But I think for um, a real yogi, um, somebody who becomes totally connected, mm-hmm. when you begin to make that connection to the practice of yoga and you start what uh, is called like pranayama, which is the breathing practice of yoga, the, the inhale and the exhale and concentrating on how the breath works for the body and the mind and your nervous system. Right. It just cannot, it cannot not make a difference in your life. So, you know, you sit in a yoga class and you take what is maybe a traditional uh, meditative seat on the floor mm-hmm. and the teacher in front of the class will tell you, you know, to softly close your eyes and to breathe in to maybe a count of four or five and then to exhale to that same count of four or five. And most of us breathe so shallowly during the day that our lungs never really get a, a, a full breath in or a full breath out. But when you concentrate on your breath and you take that full breath in and you take that full breath out, your lungs are finally feeling fullness and your mind starts to slow down and your nervous system automatically responds. And so that is the beginning of that mind body, soul experience. And then when you move from that sitting position on your mat to start to actually practice your asanas, your your poses, you will be most likely directed by your instructor, your teacher, to concentrate during your practice on your breathing, to breathe either with the yogic breath so that you you sort of lock the back of your throat and you you make almost like a a little snoring sound at the back of your breath uh, throat excuse me so that you hear your breath and you feel your breath and that breathing practice goes on throughout your practice and that works again on your nervous system throughout your whole practice your whole yoga practice while you're on your mat. And it works throughout your nervous system while you're practicing. And you're thinking about it. You're thinking about your breath. You're thinking about in and out. And it's called ujjayi breath. Mm -hmm. And that whole process of breathing makes such a dramatic difference. And I know that that's just one tool in yoga, but that one tool is the beginning of that mind-body-soul change that happens when you start to practice yoga. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think that is so essential to embrace when it comes to anyone that's dealing with a little bit of extra stress in their life or if they're having a little bit of anxiety or full-blown anxiety attacks. It is essential to really learn how to breathe properly because we truly don't breathe properly throughout the day even. Correct. So um, what a 
What a wonderful thing. You've about got me converted to be, uh, you know, start my yoga practice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll get you there eventually. (laughs) Exactly. So can you tell me a little bit about what your ideal clients look like or what type of clients you work with? Sure, sure. I typically, well, I shouldn't say typically, I do work with women. I relate best to women and I understand the female mind. Uh, So my clients are women and typically they're anywhere in from their mid 40s into their 60s. But most of the women that I work with, I can honestly say are like me or like me that before I found my joy again uh, through yoga and meditation and therapy. So they're women that Maybe struggling with a sense of lost purpose, uh, forgotten dreams. It could be maybe they even have an empty nest or or some change in their life that triggered a sadness or a loss of identity. All of a sudden, you don't know who you are anymore and you don't know what your purpose is anymore. And what I do is I coach women using my tools, which are meditation, yoga nidra, and yin yoga, which are my two loves, and other holistic tools to help them find their way back to their joy and their purpose, and and, and to follow their forgotten dreams, or or maybe even make new dreams, new goals. That That's that's what I love to share, and that's what I love to do, and, and, and that's become sort of my dharma and my purpose now. I think that is so beautiful, and just speaking from my own situation that I've had in life, I know that uh, once you leave a corporate setting or you know, go through any transition in your life. Sometimes you really have to rediscover yourself. And especially in women being mothers and working in the career field or making a move across country, whatever the situation may be, there are times where we just really need to discover who we are, what our passion is. And I love the fact that those are the individuals that you really cater to. Mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful. Thank you. Yes. So I have a question for you because I know that, you know, mainstream modern Western medicine is really the go-to, especially in the United States. Mm -hmm. If you have someone that's on the fence about, well, shall I go a holistic route and try to work on some of my health concerns or issues that are cropping up in our life versus mainstream Western. How do you talk to those type of individuals? What piece of advice would you have for someone in that predicament? Well, typically somebody like that, I would have a, a like a, what I would call a clarity call with them at first, just like a half an hour conversation maybe. And I would, by the end of the call, and this is like a no obligation, no sales pitch, no anything kind of call. This is just a conversation to find out where they're coming from and what is going on with them. And um, by the end of the call, what I would do is just learning about their story and and what they're feeling is I would give them uh, three, two or three recommendations from my holistic toolkit. Simple things that I would recommend that they try for a week, maybe two weeks. And then I would check back with them and see Mm -hmm. how it worked for them. If it worked at all, did they do it, first of all? (laughs) 
and right. you know how it worked and 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 you know what the results were and then have another open conversation with them and see then where they felt like they wanted to go did they feel like the holistic approach hmm maybe had some possibility for them or if it didn't work at all well then maybe they don't want to go that way maybe they do want to go uh the more western established route and you know i i have to just say here one thing i am not against uh the medical world at all i know we need doctors and we need nurses and we need we need pharmaceuticals i know that that's all very important but there are also times when uh there are other options there are ways that we can take care of ourselves based upon our own mindset and our own our own practices and right. we don't always need to pop a pill and um we don't always need to run to the doctor for every little thing there are some things that we can just take care of ourselves and it used to be like that and somehow over the generations uh things have changed and i'm not saying that you know uh the medical practice has become the bad guy here i think it's 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 just we need to sort of sometimes step back and say hey can i handle this differently somehow or is this something that really needs professional you know medical care and and that's a decision that has to be made individually and i respect that right now i agree we there is a place for western medicine yes and i think it's very important that we do recognize that but i completely agree with you that also on the holistic side of it there is so much that we can heal within we can heal our body with holistic wellness. Yes. I was having a conversation just last night actually with um a woman on my podcast who is a she's a former nurse and then she also went to work in the uh the pharmaceutical industry and now she is a, basically a nutritionist naturopath. I mean, you know, she's made this total turnaround, but she she made a comment about how the body uh recognizes and i wish i had the exact quote in front of me right now but she made a, a comment about how the body recognizes uh natural herbal treatments easier and better than it does these man-made pharmaceutical medicines so to speak that we put into the body now of course and i'm not again not trying to knock the pharmaceutical industry here yeah i know we need drugs sometimes for certain things they can save our lives but there are some things that we can absolutely take homeopathic drugs for or not I don't want to call them drugs homeopathics or flower essences or herbal remedies for that work right work better and more naturally and are absorbed better and easier by the body than some of these you know uh chemical uh drugs that are made by the researchers but the problem is that uh there and I was very blunt about it uh she was a lot more diplomatic than I was <laughs> uh there's no money to be made in uh, or far less money to be made in the homeopathics and the plant essences than there is in these uh pharmaceuticals you know so you cannot patent these plants so to speak 
that are being grown right. in nature. So it's 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 kind of a, a mind blowing thing when you think about it. But it really is, and I know um, I, I love to work in this realm as well. And if I have family, myself, a client that is is having some sort of a uh, an illness or something that's occurring in their life, one of my first go-tos is, okay, well, what kind of foods can we incorporate into the diet to combat whatever's happening with the individual? What type of supplements are available out there? And also, I know that you work with essential oils, yes, which is right along yes. this line. Would you like to share a little bit about that and maybe what you use them for? Sure. Well, I predominantly use, yeah, I mean, essential oils is like, oh God, I wish, I know people um, in the essential oil world that are, you know, like masters of essential oil therapy, which I am not, but I use essential oils predominantly uh, for meditation practice and for stress. Now, also what I do is when I'm working with a client based on what they share with me, I also create a personal blend for them. So somebody who is, I don't know, I'm just going to make up a a person. Her name is uh, Mary. Sure. Uh, Mary is dealing with fears. She's dealing with throat issues. Maybe she's dealing with something that I feel is in the throat chakra. Okay. Yoga is yoga language. And maybe she's got something going on with uh, an inner child issue. So I will create a blend of oils for her and make that recipe so that either she can get the oils from me or she can go out and get the oils on her own and have that blend for her use and use that oil when she's in a stressful situation or use that oil before she goes to bed, use that oil first thing when she wakes up in the morning, whenever she needs it during the day. And that helps alleviate some of the symptoms that she may be feeling. Um, now, you, there's oils that you can use to help you with your liver, oils to help you. I mean, I'm not saying that oils cure things by any means. I'm not a doctor. And you got to be real careful when you talk about, you know, the benefits of essential oils. But there, right. there are things that you can do with essential oils to help alleviate um, stress symptoms and, you know, help you feel better under certain circumstances. And it's sort of like, again, having to be careful <laughs> with the FDA, sure. you know, <laughs> you, you, ju- you just, you know that these things work, they're natural, they are made from, uh, you know, whether it's roses or eucalyptus or, or whatever the oils are, tea tree oil, these things come from nature and they have powers and they you just have to do the research and you have to read up and you have to to understand what the person's need is and uh, make some recommendations but it's an amazing thing yeah right and let's face it i mean they've been used for thousands and thousands oh my god of it goes back to the bible it goes back to the egyptians right they do work they do wonders they're amazing tools to have. Yes. And I think it's beautiful that you do custom blends for people. That's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, tell us again where we can connect with you at. Sure. 
So I made it kind of easy for everybody. My Facebook page and my Instagram and my Twitter are all the same. It's Susan Proper Yoga. Um, I think my LinkedIn is also Susan Proper Yoga. And I have a Facebook group, which is called Women Inspired Beyond Asanas. And every other Wednesday in that group, it's a private group, but you can find it. If you'd like to become a member, you just have to request to join. Every other Wednesday in that group at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, I do a free yoga nidra or meditation. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour, depending upon which meditation or nidra I do. Um, and anybody listening is welcome to join. You just have to request to join the group. Uh, there's also other postings in there about different things. I post, you know, frequently about the benefits of yoga for depression or different things. As a matter of fact, I just posted something today. Uh, yoga U Online uh, posted an article about a study showing that yoga offers dramatic benefits for chronic pain and depression. So there you go. Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. Don't be surprised if you see me in your face group because I definitely want to take up some yoga. And I love the fact that during this time where we're all supposed to be social distancing, that you're doing something free for people online. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've been doing this in that group for like two years now. So I started way before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. I cannot wait to check it out. So again, if, if you want to connect with Susan, reach out to her, her beautiful Facebook group, and uh, as well as all of her social media handles are Susan Proper Yoga, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. And I also want to go back and just revisit your podcast because I know it's just amazing. It is Women Inspired to Wellness Podcast. So it's predominantly for women. Correct. Yes. All right. Well, any closing words for us? Follow your dreams. Listen to your intuition and your heart. Believe in yourself. That's all I can say. That's beautiful. Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. It really helps us reach more listeners. If you want to connect, please drop your comments below or visit GretchenSmithCoaching.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at GretchenSmithCoaching or Facebook at Spiritual Life Management. Additional information on this episode can be found below in the show notes. 